familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Are you a teen mother, pregnant, and trying to decide whether or not you should breastfeed your baby? Why should you choose to breastfeed? What are the common concerns or fears related to breastfeeding your baby as a teenager? Allison Laverty Montag and IBCLC is here to help you make an educational and informed choice. This is The Boob Group. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breasts. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Leilani Wild. I'm also an IBCLC and owner of Leilani's Lactation and Doula Services. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoy listening to our shows week after week, please tell another breastfeeding mama about us. You can also help other mamas discover us through iTunes by leaving us some honest feedback about the show. Search the Boob Group in iTunes and click on our podcast to rate us and leave a comment. Now, Sunny's here to tell us about some great ways you can get involved with our show. Yes, well, we love to hear from our listeners. So if you guys have any comments about the show, things you like, perhaps things that we can improve upon, we welcome all types of feedback, and we'll include some of those comments on the show. Um, also, we have a couple segments that you guys might really like. One is called Ask the Experts, where you can call in and ask our IBCLCs um, some of your breastfeeding questions. Odds are, if you have that question, someone else out there has that question as well, and so we'll... Um, basically get those questions answered and we'll put it on a future episode and uh, we have a segment I really like called boob oops and it's where we share our funny breastfeeding and uh, pumping stories that have happened to us and lord knows we all have some doozies out there so we we want to share those stories with other breastfeeding and pumping mamas just so they know that everybody goes through this at some point and so if you want to submit for those segments there's a couple ways you can do that you can go to our website newmommymedia.com and click on the contact link to send us an email all also, if you actually want to tell your story instead of us telling your story on your behalf, you can call our voicemail at 619-866-4775. Leave us a message, and that way you can actually tell your story um, yourself. And so those are a couple of good ways to get involved with our show. Today, we are here with uh, one of our panelists. Lauren, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, you and your baby? Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I'm 19 years old. I have a four-month-old daughter. Her name is Elizabeth. And we are pumping, nursing, and supplementing um, right now. I have a low supply, so that's what we have to deal with. But we, we do what we can to give her what we 
you know, the best that she needs. Excellent, excellent. And Allison? Um, I am an IBCLC, and I work for WIC, and I have four children that I breastfed, and I didn't always have an easy time with things, and I think that's what got me into this line of work. Excellent. <coughs> Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Okay, so before we get started with our episode today, we are going to talk about a news headline. This keeps popping up on Facebook. So I saw it so many times, I thought, you know what? We need to talk about this on the show. And it involves Alyssa Milano. She is like my new favorite breastfeeding advocate right now. Um, Alyssa Milano, the actress, uh, about a year ago posted a breastfeeding photo online. And it was right after her daughter was born. Her daughter's name is Isabella Dillon. And it kind of, you know, ignited some conversation online. And now Isabella is a year old. And Alyssa reposted that photo just to say, hey, my baby's a year old. I can't believe she's getting so big. And um, people are talking about it again. Obviously, it was a throwback photo of her nursing her daughter. I believe it was in a hospital room. And, you know, there's some people going back and forth on social media. Um, You know, whenever a celebrity comes out and does something like this, it kind of ignites a little firestorm. And so I love this one quote, though. This is um, in there's probably many articles about this online. But in one in particular, it says this is actually a quote from uh, Alyssa. It says, I think people are more comfortable sexualizing breasts than relating them to what they were actually made for, which is feeding another human. I really commend Alyssa for coming out and being such a strong advocate. I know she didn't really mean to like kind of, you know, be this face for breastfeeding, but she's standing her ground. And I think, you know, the uh, her action of reposting it um, really just says, you know, I still believe in this. And even a year after, she still believes in what she did uh, for her baby. And she even says, I think she's still breastfeeding because uh, the, the headline here is she'll breastfeed her daughter until she's six. And I think that was just kind of a comment she said, like, basically to say, you know, as long as my baby needs it, I'm going to provide it. You know, I'm always proud when women are proud about what their breasts are made for. Right. Originally, yeah. you know, God created them to make milk and the perfect milk for our babies and so I am so happy anytime I see that but also to have someone in the media like that that does make things stand out a little bit more and hopefully more people will um, be more proud and stand up for that as well yeah Allison what do you think I love it when people stand up and do what they think is right and even if they get the negative comments from people it is so wonderful when people will stand up because that's the only way it's going to get easier for other people when they see someone and they're like, that's how I want to do it. And I want to be able to do it wherever I am. It only gets easier with practice. And the more people that do it, 
the better. Yeah. And Lauren, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I think that just like everybody else said, I think it's amazing. And I think that, um, you know, people who are in the spotlight, that it's really good when they do things like this because as as much as I was surprised that a lot of people don't know about breastfeeding, a lot of people actually don't know about breastfeeding. So I think that when people who are viewed a lot um, can make, you know, a big statement like this, it's good. It, it gets people more interested and um, it helps inform people. And kudos to her because I have a really hard time nursing my daughter. And you know what? If my kid latched on like that, I would be posting pictures all <laughs> over the place. I love it. I think it goes along with uh, that popular hashtag we have now circulating, normalized breastfeeding. And that's what it is. You know, so, so many times we put celebrities on a pedestal and we view them as being so different than us, but they breastfeed their babies. They, you know, they go to the grocery store. They do all this kind of stuff just like the rest of us. And and I love that Alyssa did this and, and still stands, you know, by her decision. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on The Boob Group, we're discussing the importance of breastfeeding for teen moms. Allison Laverty Montag is an IBCLC who specializes in educating teen moms about the benefits of breastfeeding their baby. Thank you for joining us, Allison, and welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Allison, do many teenage moms struggle with the idea of breastfeeding their new baby? Some do. The idea of a baby sucking on their breast may seem weird or strange, and they find the thought of the baby needing them so much overwhelming. So when we talk about skin-to-skin and how a baby can help with breastfeeding with their natural reflexes and the special bond they can have, um, some find they're really excited to give it a try. They'll leave my office, and they were nervous when they arrived, and when they leave, they're just like anticipating um, what's coming. The hormones from breastfeeding can erase the strangeness of things, and I just tell the mom, you know, even though you have these doubts, once the baby is on your chest, you just melt, and you just gaze at your baby, and it helps make it not seem so weird. Yeah, I agree. I remember that first feeling of having my son on my chest, and it was just like everything just disappears, and it's just you and your baby. It's, it's an awesome feeling. Do you see a lot of mo- uh, moms uh, prenatally then? Yes, I do, and... I find that many are hesitant to talk to me. I am not pushy at all. And that's something that I I just tell them I'm here if they need me. And many don't want to talk about it. They say they, oh, I'll, I'll have questions once the baby arrives. But if I can get them to listen for just a little bit, all of a sudden you can just see them kind of something clicks and they start to listen. And then it's like, oh, that they're, they're being told from the beginning you know, that they should be breastfeeding and it's the healthiest for the baby and they kind of push back. So if you kind of let it go and say, this is your choice, let's just talk about it a little bit, then they're much more open to things. 
Right. And and I don't know if it's a teenage thing because I have teenagers myself, but whenever you tell a teenager that they have to do something, the pushback yeah. happens, right? So I like your approach. It's not about you have to, but educating on these are options and something to consider. So that's great. Great. So what is the percentage of teenagers breastfeeding today? About 43% of teen moms initiate breastfeeding, and that means they try at least one time. Um, about 95% give formula by the second week of life, and only 5% of them are breastfeeding to 12 months. Wow, wow. How, how do you think we can change that? I think we need to take away some rules. There is such a push for exclusive breastfeeding, and I think that can be scary and overwhelming. So when I have a mom who's thinking about breastfeeding, I emphasize that any amount is good. So if she doesn't want to breastfeed, I say, how about breastfeed in the hospital? Or how about just breastfeed for the first couple of weeks or until you go back to work? And if they're not so sure, I'm, you know, I'll let them know it's okay to use formula, but that breastfeeding still has benefits even if you're only doing it a few times. And you never know. Mom may have a baby that is just a natural because I've had moms that absolutely were not going to breastfeed. And then they show up in the office and they have a one-month-old that's exclusively breastfeeding. And I'm like, what happened? And she, this mom told me the baby knew what to do. And she just kind of taught me and we figured it out. And she did it with no help. Awesome. I love that. The baby taught the mom. <laughs> I know. Isn't yeah. that great? Yes. I love that. <laughs> Lauren, uh, did you have a hard time deciding whether or not you wanted to breastfeed your baby before you gave birth? Actually, no. For me, there was like no question about it. Um, my mom nursed all three of her children and I just kind of grew up with thinking that that was normal and, and that was just what God intended for us. Um, and for me, it was very spiritual. Um, just like the way I planned to give birth, I you know, I just wanted it to be a very natural thing. Formula was an option, but I never really, I didn't really consider it. And I had so many dreams while I was pregnant about, like, watching my baby and having my baby feed on my breast. And it was just like, the minute that I gave birth, I was just, that was the most exciting thing for me. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Um, but I had a lot of struggles with breastfeeding and now I have to supplement and I'm part of the every drop counts group <laughs> because that, that's kind of just what I have to live with every day in my head to keep me going is every single drop counts for her. So even though she doesn't get much, at least she's getting something. And I do think that that, like Allison said, um, you know, a lot of moms get intimidated by like the whole exclusively breastfeeding concept rather than just being taught that, it's okay if they if you have to supplement or it's okay if you can't do it all the time, but just the bond of having your baby at your breast or um, you know the skin to skin that's all important it's it's equally important as the bond and you know aside from the nutrition from breastfeeding um, so yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't a hard decision for me, but I know that it is for a lot of moms, and my best friend actually just had a baby, and she didn't plan on breastfeeding, and I wound up you know, helping her and encouraging her. And she she gave it a try and she was like, I'm so happy that I at least tried because, you know, I feel bad for the moms that don't try because they don't even know. They don't know how great it is until they do it. Yeah, you're right. They don't know what they're missing because it is a unique bonding um, time for you and baby. So that's really, that's great. I'm, I'm proud of you for encouraging your best friend. 
I actually have a, um, like I made a group on Facebook specifically for young moms and I have a file in there that's all like breastfeeding basics and um, like information about breastfeeding because I know that it's so, you know, so intimidating. And so I think that for um, young moms to hear it from other young moms, it's really helpful. Well, that's inspiring. I love to hear more about that. That's great. And in fact, if you're interested, you can send me all that information and we can post it. Yeah, great. I bet. Yeah, definitely. That would be wonderful. Thanks. Allison, uh, why should a mom choose to breastfeed? Well, kind of like what I just said, mom is the boss. She gets to decide how she's going to mother and feed her baby. And I have way too many young ladies tell me I'm the only person to tell them that. From the time that they get pregnant, they're told what they should be doing and what they need to do in the next nine months. And I like to emphasize breastfeeding is something only they can do for their baby. Their body knows exactly what their baby needs and makes special milk for their baby at this specific point in time. Their milk protects baby from germs that mom and baby were exposed to today. Mom is making antibodies to protect her baby within hours of being exposed. Yeah, we, we love that. Breast milk is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does the mom benefit from the breastfeeding? Especially for teen moms, I like to emphasize how much more rest and sleep they get when they breastfeed. Um, breastfeeding lowers mom's blood pressure, and it helps her to relax. And then she gets sleepy when she breastfeeds from these hormones. Um, they showed in a study that moms that are exclusively breastfeeding directly get about 45 more minutes sleep a day. And that is just such a huge selling point for a mom that feels like she's getting no sleep at all. Um, Moms recover from birth faster. Um, Breastfeeding will help them lose weight. They have lower risk of breast cancer and diabetes. And breastfeeding is so convenient and it's always the right temperature. There's no rushing around to fix a bottle. And when you hear your baby in the middle of the night, you just pick up your baby and your nurse baby, and then they fall right back to sleep, hopefully, and then you get to get some more sleep. And I really encourage them to sit back, put up their feet, and feed the baby. Lauren, I know that you mentioned that your mom breastfed, but did you um, know all the benefits for breastfeeding? Kind of. I knew about most of the health benefits, but I learned so much more once I um, actually had the baby and started breastfeeding and talked to more moms about it. Um, I didn't know exactly all of the health benefits, but I definitely had a good idea of what I imagined how it would go. Um, but I think that also, like, I know that nursing and pumping are totally different. Um and actually, yes, I, I, I think that it's really funny that you mentioned the weight loss because for some reason, um, well, I mean, not for some reason, I think I kind of understand why young moms want to get their, you know, their body back after baby, but every mom wants to do that. But it's specifically young moms because they have this idea of going back out once, you know, baby's old enough and still having a social life and stuff. And so I think that that specifically really touches young moms um that they're going to lose weight quicker and um yeah I got my I got my body back like two weeks after giving birth and granted I have good genes and everything and I'm a petite woman but still my, I was I was shocked that my body just shrunk all over again that's that's awesome that is right so there. awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> 
Okay. Well, when we come back, we'll discuss some of the benefits for the baby to be breastfed by a teenage mom. We will also talk about some of the concerns or fears that are common amongst the teenagers. We'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the show. We are here with Allison Laverty-Montag and IBCLC, and we're discussing breastfeeding among teen moms. Allison, what are some of the benefits the baby will receive as they breastfeed by their teenage mom? Um, breast milk is easy to digest, so the stools are soft and easy to pass. Um, they don't have as much diarrhea or constipation, and the stools don't smell so bad. Um, mom's milk will protect her baby from germs and illness, and there's a good chance the baby's going to have fewer ear infections, colds, and allergies than if the baby were formula-fed. Um, mom's baby will have a decreased risk of diabetes, childhood cancers, and the baby is less likely to be overweight as a child and as an adult. Um, mom's milk composition changes throughout the day, so the way it is in the morning is different than how it is at night, and then the milk changes over the weeks and months, so that although the baby isn't drinking a lot more at six months, the baby is receiving a very specific kind of milk that mom's body knows the baby needs. I love that. And do do the moms that you tell this kind of stuff to do they are they all kind of surprised or um, and actually think you know logically like wow you know I didn't know that and that sounds like a really good option. Um, is that something that crosses over the barriers when you're communicating with them? Yes, and they get excited about it. I have I have all these like little tidbits floating around in my head, and I just kind of spout them out, and people will tell me how come nobody tells you this? And I'm like, well, I am telling you this <laughs> because not enough people talk about breastfeeding in my opinion. And I'm willing to talk about it with just about anyone, a man in the hallway, a young mom, I mean, anyone, because we're not going to know about how great it is unless we're talking about it. And the fact that a mother can protect her baby from a germ that the baby was exposed to and mom wasn't exposed to within hours, that is just amazing. Right. Can you explain how that happens? I learned one way, and then just recently I heard another. So the way I had originally learned was that the baby's nursing, and the baby exposes mom to the germs through the breast. Well, just more recently um, I read that it's kind of like backwash, so that when the baby's nursing, some of the germs from the baby's mouth actually go back into the breast. And so then the mom's body starts fighting it off or making the antibodies for it within hours. Right. You know, one of the things that I always tell my um, clients is that when the baby goes to the breast, which is important to know that any suckling, any licking, anything, any saliva that 
goes onto the nipple, onto the breast, is beneficial because sometimes moms might use um, nipple shields and stuff like that. And, and so the baby is not able to transfer that bacteria through the saliva. So that I explain it this way. I just tell them, you know, mom, dad comes home after being away from mom and dad, or mom and baby, and they miss him and they start kissing on the mom and they kiss on the baby. And the next morning, the, the dad is woken up and he's sick. And he didn't even realize that he was already had exposed the mom and the baby. But meanwhile, while everyone's sleeping, that baby's body has been exposed to this bacteria that starts growing inside. And then when they go to the breast and they pass the saliva through the nipple into the breast milk, breast milk makes antibodies and gives it back to them through the breast milk once again. And so before anyone even knows that baby's already being protected. And I, I love that part. I love telling parents. And they're so excited about that. They never knew that. So I love, 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 love that nature. The human body is so amazing it sure is lauren did you know that did you know about the benefits for both you and your baby i learned that in my daughter's second week of life when i was actually hospitalized with a really bad infection and i was so worried that i had gotten the baby sick um because i didn't know that i was sick i just thought that i was really stressed out and my hormones were changing and that's why i was you know overheating and and um I was really nervous about that and I was in the hospital for like three days and I was pumping the whole time and actually my baby wound up being fine because she was getting my breast milk and it just it amazed me but you know God never fails to amaze me but the things that our bodies can do it's just it's insane um but I wish I had known more prior to having her and I did do a lot of research while I was pregnant because I was so excited about breastfeeding but like Allison said not enough people are talking about it. Like, my daughter's pediatrician doesn't even know enough about breastfeeding to have a discussion with me. So I think that it's just really important that we keep informing people and, you know, keep talking with each other. I agree. I agree. And, you know, it is it is sad that the doctors don't all understand. They're not educated. They don't get the opportunity because they're studying so many different aspects of, you know, pediatrics that they don't actually know enough about breast milk. So, you know, you're right about that. And sometimes the doctors don't always have all the most current information or, or all the details. And so it's great that as a mom, you're an advocate, again, speaking out and educating not only your friends, um, but you're also educating your doctor. And that's awesome. I tell moms things and they will tell the doctor what I said. And the doctor has, will tell them, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I know I'm right. It's not like I'm making things up. <laughs> right. Right. It's good to even, you know, give the information that you are learning and pass it on to your doctor, you know, pass it on to your OB, pass it on to your pediatric doctors and, you know, spread the word because sometimes just having it in writing is, is more powerful, you know, than just your words. Allison, uh, what are the common concerns or the fears that are often talked about amongst the these young women? Um, many of them think breastfeeding is gross or creepy. And they'll tell me weird, nasty, disgusting. Um, and I use those words to them. If they are hesitant to put it into words, I'll say, well, it's kind of weird. It's kind of gross. And they'll look at me and like, yes, <laughs> I like to say it. Because then I kind of take away some of the power of that word that is so strong. Mm -hmm. um, many moms will hear it hurts and that it's harder to breastfeed than to use formula. They may find it embarrassing and they're worried about breastfeeding in front of their family or their friends or what they're going to do when they go out. Um, many worry they're not going to have enough milk. 
And then I have some that tell me they're worried about what's going to happen to their breasts, any changes that are going to happen. Right. I think a lot of women think that too, right? Right. (laughs) And so many people think it's from breastfeeding, but everything that they're coming out with that I read about says it's the hormones um, from pregnancy, that it's gravity, it's weight changes, um, that it's not actually the breastfeeding. And, you know, some people find that when they're done with breastfeeding, they feel like they're deflated or smaller. But, um, you know, I don't know, because even though women are saying this happens, all the literature says it is not from breastfeeding. Well, I wonder, you know, how much, I mean, I know we all do. We all know how many women sometimes come out after breastfeeding saying my breasts are larger right? And some of them are saying my breasts are smaller. So it is different from each person from, and, and maybe it has a lot to do with just how they're nurturing their body during that whole process too. Right. And maybe what kind of bra they're wearing or if, or if they're wearing a bra at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And genetics. A lot of exactly. it has to do with genetics too. Yeah. So, uh, Lauren, were you experiencing any of these um, fears or did you have any Anything that you experienced in regards to that? Um, no, I think I was curious about how my physical body was going to change and how my breasts would be after breastfeeding. But um, my mom, like my mom, she has very small breasts now, and um, she, you know, she breastfed all of her kids, and she said that it was because she breastfed. But I also know other moms who had breastfed like two kids or four kids, and they still have big breasts, so I don't think that that really has um, much to do with it. We're so worried about what other people are going to think, and when you're young or a teenager, you really are, you really fear what people are going to think, and being a young mom itself is kind of scary because you already know that there's so much judgment on the fact that you're a teen mom that, you know, you don't want that added judgment. Um and for me, I wasn't really too concerned with it, but I'm a, I'm a different type of teen mom, and I'm with an older man, and I, you know, I've been with him for a while, and my daughter wasn't planned, but I wasn't not ready. So um, it was a, it's a little bit of a different situation for me, but I understand where the fears come from. What did your friends and, your, you know, your fellow students, um, did they make any comments or did, were you ever concerned about what they thought about the whole process of you being a, a mom that wanted to breastfeed? Not really. I, I keep to myself a lot, but, um, my, you know, the people that I do talk to and the people that I am around, they're all on board, you know, because you tell them, this is what's important and this is what's best for my child. So, you know, it's kind of like if you don't like it, we'll get over it because <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to do it anyway. You can either be in my life and accept it or you can not accept it and you don't have to be around to see it. <laughs> I knew a young mom. And she breastfed because it was healthier for her baby. And she was sure that formula feeding was going to be easier, but she decided she was going to breastfeed. So she exclusively breastfed for a month. And she, at first, was very hesitant to do it around her friends. But then she did, and she would nurse in the park, and she would nurse at people's houses. And then for medical reasons, she stopped breastfeeding at about a month. And she was amazed at how much harder formula feeding was. She was stunned because in her mind, that was going to be easier. So it was okay to have to stop breastfeeding because this is going to be easier anyway. And the getting up in the middle of the night and the washing the bottles and, 
making the bottles and dealing with the spit up and all babies spit up. But she was just surprised at how much of a hassle it was going out and about and then having to worry about bringing the supplies she needed to feed her baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and and having to go to the store in the middle of the night because you're out too, right? <laughs> Unlike breast milk, where it's always available <laughs> and at the right temperature. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Allison and Lauren, for sharing with us today your experience and your knowledge about breastfeeding as a teenager. And for Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of this show as Allison talks about how nutrition should be adjusted so that you can better nurture your body as well as your baby. For more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. All right, it's time for a fun segment on the show called Mama Hacks. And you guys have submitted some great responses on on hacks that you've discovered while breastfeeding and pumping for your babies. This one comes from Jackie Gonzalez. And Jackie writes, if pumping, always wait for a second letdown. She says you can get up to two ounces of more milk, two ounces more milk, depending on your production, if you just wait a little bit more. And I had no idea. I mean, Leilani, I would love to have your perspective on this. Like, I mean... You don't always have a second letdown, right? I mean, Actually, you do. You have multiple letdowns during your breastfeeding experience. So if you notice that your baby is – and because the pumping is about how baby is working at your breast, so it's supposed to mimic breastfeeding. Right, right. So when, if you notice when you're breastfeeding your baby that at first your baby starts um, sucking and swallowing quite frequently. It's okay. suck, swallow, suck, swallow is what I always call it. And yeah. then all of a sudden it starts to go suck, 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 swallow, suck, 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 swallow, suck, swallow, suck, yeah. suck, suck, swallow. Yeah. And it kind of goes up and down, up and down. But when you have a letdown, it suck, swallow, suck, swallow, suck, swallow. Well, if you notice that when you go to put your baby back on the breast, say it finishes that first half of your feed, like maybe 15 or 20 minutes on the breast, and then you go to burp your baby, maybe change the baby's diaper, yeah. and then you get your baby back on the breast, all of a sudden the baby goes suck, suck, swallow, suck, swallow, suck, swallow, suck, suck, swallow, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's feeding frequently. Well, you just had another letdown. So when I have mom's pump in replacing breastfeeding, yeah. I'll often tell them to pump for 15 minutes, rest for 10 minutes. That's just like if you were if you were burping your baby, change okay. your baby's diaper, and then when you start pumping again, I'll tell them to pump for 15 more minutes. So you're actually stimulating your breast twice, but you have a second letdown with that second pumping oh. with a break. So see, I would just think those are two separate breastfeeding moments or experiences. I wouldn't even think I wouldn't consider that to be part of the same breastfeeding session, if you will. But I guess you know, because yeah, you're doing it all in one segment, so you just have right. a 10 minute break. 
and you know, or five minute break, depending on what kind of supply you have. Sometimes I'll tell mom to pump for ten minutes, rest for five minutes, and then pump again for another ten minutes. You're gonna have a second letdown. Sometimes moms have more than two letdowns. Sometimes they have multiple, three or four. So it depends on the kind of supply they have and yeah. how the stimulation, how they're affected hormonally by the stimulations too. Very interesting. All right. Well, Jackie, thanks so much for sending this in. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Newbies for Postpartum Moms During the Baby's First Year, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Infants and Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents with Multiples. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health, or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.